What a nice rosé color your rosé is. I mean, it's super fancy mm -hmm. from a box. <laughs> I mean, it's a juice box, really. Right, but, I, I mean, should you judge a book by its cover? No. Mm. No, it's fine. I got it at 7-Eleven. Oh, great. Mm. Um, I used to be a beer sales lady, and I sold a lot of beer to 7-Eleven. Some of my best accounts were 7-Elevens. Um, it was pretty great because it's people just go there when they want something quick, and they trust the opinion because the selection is very small, so you have to take what they got. Yeah. It's great. Davis says they're all over Japan. All yeah. Over. That's, it's convenience. I often will go there because I hate going in the grocery store when the lines are really long, mm -hmm. especially if it's like six or seven o'clock at night. And mm -hmm. I know it's going to be terrible. Are we recording? Yep. Okay, great. Great outtake. That was Terry great. talking about some wine in a box at 7-Eleven. Super exciting. <laughs> I've always someone's wanted gonna, to know. Someone's going to love that so much. <laughs> Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror notebook to corrupt one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices, spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the, the final, final girl. girl. Hi. Hey everybody! <laughs> this is Terry, and this is Julia, and we're here with Horror Movie Survival Guide. Yes, we are. Well, that is our name. Uh, welcome. We have a whole new episode. We're so excited um, to be going over some movies. The next uh, round of flicks are things that I picked. Terry choice. What Terry's picks? What is Terry's first choice here? Jennifer's Body. All right. Uh, this is a movie I've heard about. I'd never seen, and I was very, very excited. I'm still excited to talk with you about yes. it. It's from, mm -hmm. from 2009. And Diablo Cody. Yes, written by Diablo Cody. Who I adore from Juno and all kinds of goodness. And just like, she's just brilliant and fun and witty and... And kind of a fucking rock star. Yeah. Not even kind of like, no qualifier is a fucking yeah. rock star. Okay, yes. Let's backtrack. Yeah. And no kind of. Right. Fucking rock star. Yeah. Such a um, fan. And is also uh, just a cool person. Right. So like bonus there. Right? I feel like I just want to hang out with her. I think that's what it is. I, I have hung out with her and I can tell you, you want to hang out with her because she's shit, like, she Julia. would be, she would be like our buddy. Like she's us. That's except... what I feel like. Mm -hmm. But like, she's yeah. not saying we're not successful yet. People out there. <laughs> I think we're uh, on our way. We're about to blow up. I don't think we're Diablo Cody level. She has a fucking Oscar. So let's uh, hey, hey, shout out to hey, that. Hey, we're getting there. In my mind, we're Oscar. You have your many your mental Oscar. Oh, honey, I practice. <laughs> you haven't practiced your speeches yet. Oh, I anybody I know who has awards, like I'll go to their house. I've held a Tony. Okay. I've held an Emmy. You have um, I need to hold it. I have a friend who's got an Oscar. I need to ask a hold. And his then Oscar. you'll have your yeah. What do they call it? I got the EGOT. EGOT. I got to hold a Grammy. I haven't held a Grammy yet. Okay. I don't think I'll ever. I don't know. It'll happen. It'll happen. So anyway, Jennifer's body. Uh, Sorry, guys. <laughs> the tagline for this movie, she's evil. Box wine. And not just high school evil. Um, this movie was made for $16 million. Yes. It made $16 million. Okay. So you can't be mad at it, right? Like it did its job. It didn't, Ish, but it didn't go over. I wonder over. what the marketing budget was and all that stuff. I'm sure I that's, think, yeah. I think the marketing was probably not great for this movie, which Clearly. is why it didn't get the audience that it deserved. Right. Um, this movie is directed by Karen Kusama, mm -hmm. who uh, just directed Destroyer, which came out last year. So okay. she's gone kind of a, 
a dramatic, more yeah, dramatic kind of return. Um, and we have a little bit of alternate universe casting. Yes, I would love to hear. We love those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could have had as Jennifer mm-hmm. Blake Lively. She would have been great. She would have been great. She's per- she would be perfect. Yeah. And she like is kind of killing that kind of I feel like that genre right now as well too. Like she could she could st- anyway. I love her. I adore her. I used to hang out with her brother Eric. Hi Eric. You're probably never going to listen to the show, Hi, but Eric, it's an old friend of mine too. And mm-hmm. she's Robin Lively's sister, right? Who was Teen Witch? Yeah. Okay. The whole Lively uh, family. They're great. Hi, Lively family. Hi, Lively family. <laughs> this is a kind of random from a Jennifer, Jennifer's Body episode. Uh, so this title comes from a song by Hole, which I did not know until I looked it oh up. Oh my I don't, god, I didn't know that either. I but don't that listen makes to Hole, but... I did. The first song I ever learned on a guitar was Doll Parts. It's very strange. <laughs> it's very random. It was around the corner from my friend in high school, you know? It's like, that was uh, like what was Bach hip. Bach like, doing its job. Stop. <laughs> I love you so Thank much. Thank you. I was 16 and I learned... <laughs> Oh. No, I'm surprised by that is all. Yeah. It's adorable. It's a rando fact. I would I like to know. time travel and watch that. It was pretty special. Hi, Chris Rera. Thank you. Hi. We're saying hi to everybody today. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, starts off with Jennifer in bed uh, looking pretty gnarly. She looks kind of gross. She's got kind of scabby and itchy and nasty. And then we see uh, Needy in the window. We hear. She looks like she's like stalking her in the window, yes. like from like the tree or something. Mm-hmm. And we, this movie is a voiceover by Needy, so we get a lot of her inner monologues. So starting out with Hell is a Teenage Girl, which, which is, is the, the title, title of, of our episode. episode today. Hell is a Teenage Girl. And yeah, and, and and Megan Fox's character, Jennifer, she's picking her skin and her hair and it's very gross, yeah. you know. Um, Wes just realized what movie this was. <laughs> just from that image. Oh, I remember that one. So Needy yeah. is in um, prison and is... She's telling her story for yes. about what it's like in prison, and she is a wild inmate. And she's talking about how she's got fans and stuff now. She's All these got like letters, she perverts, gets. and Chester. She calls them that, are sending her letters and like gifts and things because they're amazed by her story. And I'm like, what the hell is this story? I was hooked from that. And she's wearing little bunny slippers. Yes, <laughs> but she's a kicker. That's and what they have on her file at the police at the, at the at the jail. Yes, and we see the evidence of her kicking skills, which is pretty intense from because Amanda Seyfried has such a sweet face, and you know that's part of why she's so great in this role. And she's so totally to, playing against. So type. to see her like mm-hmm. you know kick kick a lady in the chest and then like spit on her, you're like, jeez. It's like okay. Mamma Mia. Here <laughs> I we go seen again. Mama Mia. I love Ava. I don't know why. Julia. Yeah. I, I know, know we have a very long list of things we need to watch. It just grows larger every day, but I would love to watch Mama well, Mia with you. We could you. have our alternate universe musical podcast where, and that's what we're doing in our alternate universe right now. We are. We are. I see it. All right. Great. So uh, I just heard that mm-hmm. um, Deja Vu is maybe you're experiencing the exact same moment in one of your alternate timelines and they're overlapping. And that's why it feels like you're living the same thing over. All right. Just, uh, yeah, quantum physics. Is, Our brains are doing weird a, things. Uh, interesting episodes. So cool. So, Thanks, guys. <laughs> I hope you guys are liking all this bonus content happening in the episode. That's what I. I <laughs> so they live in Devil's Kettle, um, and there's which a, is a great name. I mean, you can't just gloss over. That's the name of the freaking city. It's yeah. called Devil's Kettle. Yeah, it's great. And like, there's a whole bunch of play on words because people keep joking and jacking up the name of this place. Like Devil's Lake, Devil's this. It's Devil something, but it's Devil's Kettle. So it's, something's going to be bubbling over. Is what right, and there is a little bit of a kettle that is a world pool that goes to nowhere it's a like, waterfall and then yeah no one knows where everything comes out mm-hmm. um so the jennifer and needy have been best friends since sandbox time sandbox, sandbox love, love never, never dies. dies oh i love that that was something they said about it and it's interesting because you you get 
beautiful Jennifer here in this reveal mm-hmm. with the flag twirl. But you, when you first see her, she's so disgusting. And I kind of like that that's the first, because everyone's coming, you know, a lot of people are coming because Mega Fox is super hot. And you're like, oh, let's go see her be super hot. And then hot. the first image of her in the film is, is disgusting. not at all. And then like, yeah. wipe, wipes it out of your mind right away. And I think that's a cool way. And then you have like the beautiful reveal later. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, this is her, the beginning of the story. At the end, this is what she's going to get to. Give you some foreshadowing. You're like, oh, how does she get turned into that though? Uh-huh. And boy, is it a ride. And I love some of the stuff they're setting up at the beginning too. I didn't realize, you know, when you're in an era, you don't realize you're in an era. Uh-huh. And then like all of a sudden you see stuff from that and you're like, oh, that was of that time. Uh-huh. Like the MySpace page pops up sure. and like Fallout Boy music. And like um, also a song by the Black Kids, a group I really loved, popped up. Like this whole soundtrack, I was pretty obsessed with and I didn't realize how emo I was at this time in my life. I <laughs> saw a lot of these bands. So it's very like meta in this way because we're going to be dealing with these girls going to the show. Yeah. So they're going to Melody Lane Tavern mm-hmm. to a dive bar to go see Low Shoulder, who Jennifer tells us is extra salty. Oh, yeah. So hot. Um, and Jennifer and Needy have this kind of strange telepathic thing where sh- she shows up and Needy knows she's there before she even says anything. They're connected in a way that's beyond the sandbox situation that mm-hmm. they were talking about. I don't know what it is, but there's something about them that they definitely need each other. Hence, maybe the name Needy. Needy. Um, but I think more people need her than anyway. And she has mm-hmm. her adorable boyfriend, Chip. Um, and then coming up here in the bartender, as the bartender, we have Miss Diablo Cody herself yes. as her little cameo. And I went, Diablo! As she came on screen, <laughs> just in that voice. Um, and we also have uh, Mr. Chris Pratt. A young, young Pratt. <laughs> as a police cadet. So this is so his type. I feel like this is like foreshadowing like who he is now too, even more so like this little like police, very straight lace kind of guy. Um, he's got a very like kind of homophobic energy and stuff like that. He's very like of this like kind of small town vibe to him. Uh, so they're going to mm-hmm. go see this band. And while Jennifer goes to get the lead singer, a 9-11 tribute shot. Need- Which is what they're serving at the bar. It's, yeah. it's because it's like, yeah, it's very like middle America, this little bar, <laughs> and they're doing 9-11 tribute shots. Uh, and Needy overhears the band talking about mm-hmm. Jennifer, talking about how hot she is. Is she a virgin, though? But they're not sure if she's a virgin because she's so hot. But they're in this small, small town, so they're like specifically looking for virgins to deflower as a young indie touring band. And the main guy in the band is, um, what's his name? Adam, Adam Brody. Adam Brody. Thank you. I was like, Adrian, that's the wrong Brody. Adrian, I would like this movie better for Adrian Oh my God, Brody. can you imagine that? <laughs> Alternate casting? Holy Ooh. crap. As like lead singer of an indie band, oh. like a satanic indie band. Oh, I would be so into that satanic indie band. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> but Adam Brody from the OC fame is the, is the main <laughs> lead singer of the band. He's the one that's talking the most about, he's like, no, no, no. Hot girls in small towns, guys don't approach them because they're too scared of them. Yeah. And often they're in this town and they think they're too good for everybody. And so they actually can often be virgins. They're like, no, 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 man. But Needy sticks up for Jennifer and goes and tells her what assholes these guys are. And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm not even a backdoor virgin. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, so they've set it all, all, all up. What does it all mean? Why are, right. they, so, are they just creeps? Could they be more? Dun, dun, dun. We find out soon. And Jennifer, I like that they have the moment of them holding hands during the show, that they're so cute. And it was like, you and I hold hands. We would yeah, hold hands we during would hold concert. We would hold hands at the show. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like the special kind of girl. Because like guy, guy best friends don't get to do that. And I feel like... Not in America. Not other other countries, countries true. societies for sure. Dudes will be like hanging out and they'll kind of like be arm in arm or something. But, uh, I don't think it's sad. It's all right. We're missing out and holding hands with the best friend, which Patriarchies. is a nice thing. Um, so then the uh, tavern catches on fire. 
in the middle of the set, not just, it's like starts with the curtain right by where the, they're playing. So it's almost like their music ignites this whole place. And this tavern goes up like lickety split, yep. like so fast. It's crazy. But they so, got full body burn going on. Yeah. So everyone's trying to get out of there. So full body burn shout out always. Um, <laughs> dine in. Um, and so, yeah, the tavern goes completely up in, in flames. And I'm like wondering if he was the devil. That was my thing at first. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Like he wishes he was the devil. Yeah, he does wish but he was he, the devil. But he does ask Jennifer, she want, if you want, she wants to go somewhere safe. Like my van, which is a good pickup line, I think. I think that's a great pickup line. I would gladly, just kidding, I would not go in that van. Yeah. That van and, looked like a rape van as soon as yeah, he said and it, it, it up. It, yeah. And yeah, Needy does say it. 89 Rapist is yeah. the model of the van. Yeah. Um, and she lets her go, which is that tenuous moment of right after like a tragedy like that as well. It's not even just like you had a I weird night with your friend. I think she was in shock because like Needy made it out like through like the like a back window and they like barely got out of there alive. And then like, what's his face comes up to her and tries to get her out. I think she was in shock and was just like, okay, you're going to make bad choices. Cause you know, Jennifer had already made a decision kind of at the beginning that she wanted to hook up with one of these right, guys. Cause that's like, kind of why she was going to the show in the first place. That was it. Big city guys. Right. So uh, Jennifer drives off and Needy goes home and talks to the phone to Chip. She gets a phone. She gets the doorbell rings during the phone call. She goes downstairs and nobody's there, but suddenly Jennifer's in the house, but Jennifer is fucked up. She looks crazy. Yeah, her she, mouth is like covered in like this like bloody gooey goopy stuff basically. So this is the part. This is why like yeah, it's the gory part starts I think. Okay, too. like her teeth are all bloody yeah. and like okay. Her chin, everything. And go just goes into the kitchen and grabs a chicken and like eats it off the floor. Well, she tries to grab the chicken out of the refrigerator and it falls on the floor and she doesn't care and she just rips it like an animal. She looks yeah. like feral and like yeah. a rabbit and she's like, like And I love how digging into how it. How far Megan Fox is willing to go with it. Like oh, she she's ugly for this. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And it's like, mm -hmm. not just ugly, just horrible, like monstrous. And that's really kind like, of you can't tell if she's human anymore. Yes. And she does like a demon scream and then like pukes out all this black stuff. That's kind of alive. Maybe like there's yeah, something in it. It looks like it's got like, it looks like oil, but it looks like it's got like spikes in it or yeah. something. Like it's got like spine in it or something. And it's there's weird. a lot of like pushing and pulling, kneading around and then asks her if she's scared. And she says, yes. And mm -hmm. then she, she leaves. You're like, okay. Oh, and then we're like, okay. Is she going to see her again? Like and what's going to happen? Day looks flawless. Not even flawless. She looks better than she did before the concert. Yes. Like her skin is glowing. It's like, she looks like she had like the good, good last night. Like she had like the best date of her life or something. She and looks amazing. She's stunning. And J.K. Simmons is our teacher. Who I thought. <laughs> Who did you think it was again? I remember, I thought it was Howard Hesman for a second. <laughs> I was like, Howard Hesman is in this movie? And it's like, for the young kids who don't know, there was a show called Head of the Class Head in the, the class, 80s shout and 90s. Out. Head of the Class, shout out for sure. It's a show I very much loved, and he was the teacher mm -hmm. in that, and he looks just like him. It's J.K. Simmons, like fatted up a little bit and like looking like a rough, rough teacher with the <laughs> he's got a um like hook. He was a hook for a hand, <laughs> like he was a veteran or something. He looks like a rough teacher. Yeah, what's his story? I want to know that backstory. That would be a fun little side side story. Uh, so then Jennifer uh, gets together with Jonas, who is one of the survivors of the fire, who is also a jock, and takes him out to the woods. Big football dude, but he's yeah. been going through a lot. Cause he just lost his best friend yesterday. His friend was in that fire. and 
He's real tore up about it. So, but this beautiful girl that would never talk to him ever is now taking him out into the woods to kind of get it on. To console him. And then all these creatures, all the woodland creatures start following him and like are start like crowding around. It's like the bad version of like Cinderella is yeah. what I imagine. Because like when she's like, oh, like all the creatures are like all around her. Like I was like, this is not enchanted though. This is like demon devil stuff or yeah, something. Yeah, they're all waiting. They're waiting mm-hmm. for the, the scraps. The kill. And I like that it's not even because later we'll also see uh, a deer eating guts. And it's like, so it's not even just the predators, just the carnivores. It's like everybody. It's like all of the woodland creatures are enchanted by this horrible dream, demon, whatever she is. Yeah. Are under the spell. Yeah. Um, I mentioned this scene. We only see it for a second. And I love that it's in it is that Needy has an albino ferret who she's, she's feeding fried bologna sandwiches to. There's one shot of it and it's really crazy. And I was like, that's fucking amazing and then like we never see it again and i, I like, didn't even notice that <laughs> i was like there's so many things happening in this moment because we get that flash of cut to jk simmons like hearing them out in the woods right. and stuff too being like ah oh, let it out kids because he thinks that jonas is grieving and like yeah, he- ugly crying in the woods uh-huh. so it's like oh too bad kids i'm like no 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 he's dying, <laughs> he's dying. right now he's getting viciously murdered but by jennifer I, for me like that's what like the genius of diablo cody is like yes. that moment where you have that because it's so real it's unreal that yeah. you're like that would never happen but then you know she totally saw that happen at some point in her life and like that's what she brings so much real like honesty to it mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean if you do hear that yeah that, that primal scream that's happening it could just be a, a tears of sadness not tears of death um and uh amy sedaris pops up as needy's <laughs> mom i wrote big exclamation points in my notes i was i am obsessed with her her show on true tv is so good she's crazy and it's great she nails it with the true terror of like what like of dealing with like oh dealing with her this this mom situation mm-hmm. um so then we have a shot of uh miss, miss jennifer swimming naked in the lake she calls needy up to tell her how scrumptious she feels and this is the lighter with the tongue scene. Oh, this is crazy. And it says she's a god. Basically, yeah, because she's realized that nothing could hurt her now. Yes. So after she's washed the blood all off her body in the in the lake, she's like gets that lighter and she literally just holds it to her tongue and it just it's yeah. a little black mark at the end of her tongue. Yeah, no then problem. It's fine. She yeah. doesn't feel it. That'd be the I I am almost sad we don't get more of like a Jennifer ex exploring that her powers kind of um, you know that would be interesting because she's kind of discovering it as she's going along and this right. is just something she's just kind of fucking around with it but it would have been fun to get like what exactly how far can yeah. she go um, a little more like um like the, what's the birthday the birthday movie whatever where she's going again and again and again, and uh, again. happy death day thank you that's the one where i feel like she's exploring, realizing like, right I, what can i do what can i do today you mm-hmm. know so much to uh needy's dismay the anthem through the trees becomes the thing for the survivors of the fire. Uh, this is the song that low, low shoulder, shoulder wrote. Basically these guys are awful. They wanted to capitalize off the tragedy of the tavern fire, which they started, mm-hmm. um, which everyone in the town is convinced that they didn't. They think it was just a crazy tragedy. So the song that they have is like becomes the anthem and it's played on the radio, literally needy cannot escape the song it's everywhere on the radio and she says that you know the whole like all of the society was coming together though because like you're coming together and you grief and they thought that we could only get better and we're idiots because it's gonna get so much worse right um and we meet colin who is the cute kind of alternative boy it's the emo boy who, who maybe needy likes a little bit 
is insinuated. She definitely got a little crush on him, even though she got a boyfriend, Chip, who's very sweet. You could still have a crush, though. But That's this okay. guy's adorable, and he is actually that Hill People show I talk about often that was set in Appalachia. He's actually one of the stars of that. Oh, Hill. interesting. He's the one I loved and I was obsessed with, Kyle Gallner. Yes, I won't shout out, even though I want to. I love him so much. Um, I would love to meet him one day, too. Um, invites mm-hmm. Jennifer to go see Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Bijou. Okay. Uh, and then says no, but then says to Nina, like, you like him a little bit? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, well, then I'll go. You're like, you're that friend. She totally is. But also the worst thing is when Colin asks her, asks Jennifer to go to Rocky Horror Picture she's like, I don't like boxing movies. Uh, oh girl mm. he's literally trying to open your world to like an amazing type of freakery and like fun and she's like has no clue because she just wants to eat him because she's a demon now basically she's a demon uh, but we get a kind of a, a dual sex scene in a way yeah uh, Chip went to Super Target to pick up some condoms for the big night so, like, the, needy. and has like the diffuser ready and like they have the most like adorable sex scene of all time they're just so cute and excited and it's pretty cute you know it's gonna be bad because it's they're so cute and colin on the other hand mm-hmm. uh his date is not going so well uh he's gotten to an abandoned house for the address that jennifer gave him because there's one light on in one window down a whole street that looks like a construction site but he climbs up into this house anyway past fences and past barricades and barriers and finds this room filled with candles and this beautiful space and there's jennifer though and also some crows some rats yeah some dead things that are waiting yeah kind of like we were out in the woods before with jonas yeah and he kind of freaks out when he sees the rats and she's like i thought boys like you were into vermin and death and shit because he looks so emo but the whole time though which i think is great he's holding a crucifix in his hand which does nothing nothing yeah, I like it. Does yeah. nothing. So, it's, so he's no... like holding it and holding it and holding it. You kind of see him do, with this nervous energy and a little cut to of, of him fidgeting with that crucifix. But nope, no effect on this particular demon today. Nope. And she says she needs him frightened and hopeless. Because that helps her feed somehow. It's like mm-hmm. that Pennywise thing. Like when you feed mm-hmm. with the fear, it tastes better. That right. kind of thing. I dig that. Uh, yeah, but Needy has like a mentally connecting with her during this. So she's having sex with Chip with also kind of killing Colin at the same time. So she so she's constantly had, like we talked about at the beginning, a connection yeah. with Jennifer, even in weird times, that it'll, it'll pop up. And so, yeah, she is having sex, but she feels the pain that is being inflicted on Colin mm-hmm. while she's having sex. So her boyfriend, Chip, was like, oh my God, am I hurting you? Are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. But she's also not. Not fine. Because she's seeing this horrible stuff and they have this shot of Jennifer like drinking out of his torso. Yeah, that counts for some gore, right? She's she's drinking and, and eating guts and, and mm-hmm. slurping blood out of his body. So yeah, I'm gonna. That's probably why I think it's this movie's yeah. And when Needy drives away from Chips, she almost runs into Jennifer in the street, who's just looking fucked up again, and just like jumps up on the roof of the car, and it's a whole crazy mess. But then is in her bedroom in an Evil Dead T-shirt and Wonder Woman panties. Yes, so hot. And this yeah. is. A moment that I think I understand why a lot of people saw this movie would and probably like, own it. Would you like to explain? I'm sorry, what? This, yes. This moment? Oh, okay. Really? Me? Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Okay, anyways. So, they've been friends for a very long time. The whole movie, there's always been this kind of weird tension, like, do they love each other? Does Needy have a crush on her best friend? Does she just want to be her? Or does she, like, want to make out with her? Well, now's the moment where we find out it's kind of a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. And so Jennifer goes in for the kiss, 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 and they have a very hot moment, and you think she's going to pull away, but... Nah, she kind of leans into it and gets very into it. And um, she's like, we can play like boyfriend, girlfriend, like we did when we were little. And then you're like, you know, I was like, oh my God, whoa. Mm-hmm. And there's tongue, plenty of tongue. There is. It's very nice. 
so then Jennifer uh, explains mm-hmm. kind of what happened to her and says, like, this band is evil. They're like agents of Satan with awesome haircuts and flashback to the night. The night of the of the, the whole taking. And after she'd been pulled from the tavern, they throw in the van and they take her out and basically to the kettle. The, the waterfall section mm-hmm. and they have this like altar that they set her up on top of and they're like are you sure she's a virgin they're fighting about it over the fire before they ha- sacrifice her they have this big ass knife and it, it gets a little a, crazy a bowie knife he makes sure to tell let you all know um let's make sure you know he's cool yeah because be well they said you know you know how hard it is to make it as an indie band this day so they Satan got is it. our only hope Satan's our only hope <laughs> do you want to be a loser or rich and awesome like that guy from rune five these are the questions they ask i died for that rune five line that was yeah. one of my personal favorite moments in this there's so many witty things that was one of those ones it's just it's so much fun job oh so yeah so they they i guess i just i feel like i know jennifer's trying to save herself like she thinks she's saving herself by saying she's a virgin but anybody knows who they who they want for a sacrifice they want a virgin for sacrifice always so you have to say no you're not a virgin this is just a final good tip i'm just saying if you're on the situation just say you're not a virgin. this one but like usually and if a horror movie it's usually if you're a virgin you're supposed to like live longer because you're not supposed to have sex because that's typically the role but in this case when it comes to sacrifice if you're in a sacrificial situation be hold up hold up guys i am not and then maybe they won't sacrifice you. Yeah. They still might kill you, though. That's the thing I think she was scared of, though, at this point. Because she's, she's going to die kind of either way. Either way. And, and it's not only are you going to die. You're going to die while they're singing 8675309 to you while they stab you. <laughs> Which is just a brilliant plan words because, you know, the song is Jenny Jenny. So yeah. they're making fun of her by singing this wonderful classic. But like being humiliated as you're dying and being stabbed from this indie, like this horrible indie band, band that yeah. like, can't even remember the name of your damn town. Like keeps saying these terrible things. All they want is success. They're mm-hmm. so success hungry that they're willing to sacrifice a person. Hey man, you got to do what you got to do for fame. Yep. Satan's the only hope. So they end up sacrificing her and they throw the knife down into the devil's kettle. Again, we've established no one knows where stuff that gets thrown in there goes. So maybe we'll find about that later. Uh, and then we find out also that, uh, she, uh we had learned earlier, there was a foreign exchange student, Ahmed, Ahmed. It was so sweet. And we thought he died in the fire, but he made it out. But she runs into him and she he was her first snack. And that's why she was so she delicious was like, the next day. Do you have day. any friends or family? Or did they know you made it out of there? And he's like, no. She's like, perfect. Walks Great. into the woods. And that's the end of him. Yep. And so show, shows Needy. She cuts herself in heels like some X-Men shit. Mm-hmm. And then Needy freaks out and is like, get out. And she leaps out of the second story yeah. building. But she lets her know the big thing. This is the tip that Needy had to remember is that she is unkillable when she's full. So when she's really hungry is the optimal time. If they're going to take this, take Jennifer out, she's got to be hungry. Right. Because, you know, you got to go do your paranormal research. Mm-hmm. So Needy, of course, goes to the library, does her stuff, finds out about the suck flesh eating succubus. This is what it felt very Buffy to me. And I got very into that because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we got to go to the library. Yes. I was like, is Giles there? Are we going to find out <laughs> more about this demon? There's always got to be a good like research scene of like, wow. how do I, how do I kill this? Right. We love research. And we find out that if the sacrifice unpure is unpure, that the, uh, the, succubus will have to forever feed on flesh yeah so now it's a human eating demon basically is mm-hmm. what they've created instead of something to help them you know right but do we find out blade through the heart gonna do it so that's good you yeah. know you know what you have to do we've got our we got our yeah we got our final girl like stipulation we're like mm-hmm. okay this is what we got to get get to get her out of here and so chip and needy have this um really sad conversation about you know she's telling him what's happening she's telling him the truth as always when you're telling your damn friends the truth when you're in this kind of situation they are not going to believe you 
No, Ugh. and they and you, you know, she tells him like, "Oh, it's not safe to be together right now." But I, you know, another frantical tip, like mm-hmm. you got to know, like it's it's like the Peter Parker Mary Jane situation. Like she, they're always going to go for Mary Jane, man. Always, like always, don't let her alone. And so, like this is the I same think, thing. Yeah, I think that I always wonder about that too. I'm like, don't split up. That and that's like literally when you need each other the most. And, and also, like, gonna go for this yes, person. they're going to come for you. But like, if you're with them, you'll have a better chance of actually surviving the damn two thing. against one. Yeah, but nope. Um, so they go, now we have the f- dance scene. Um, Needy's wearing this crazy 80s dress. So I assume there was a scene with her and her mom where her mom's like, you're going to wear my prom dress and then like, we'll or dress me, you up or something. It felt very pretty and pink to me. Like oh, okay. a little like homage to that is the, what I the, felt like. The pink fuck you dress. Yeah. That's what I imagined. There was like a little nod to that. I, I'm sure there's probably some deleted thing about like how she ended up in that dress too. And of course the theme for the dance is Through the Trees, which is the title of the song from this terrible band. I mean, they've literally made this about everything about this band Mm -hmm. and so it turns out the band is actually going to perform at the freaking prom from their national sold out tour they're going to come by that night um jennifer however Mm -hmm. is intercepted chip on his way to the dance which needy has told him not to come to she told him to stay home but he already bought a corsage for her he really he really loves her and he just really wants to be there for her so of course he's going to walk out there so he's got the corsage and he's ready to go find her and like Jennifer comes and was like, hey, man, by the way, Colin and Needy pours, porking on a semi-regular basis and just kind Lies. of, but uses the, the the power that any girl this beautiful has, where it's just basically anyone you want. Like you mm-hmm. just, if you come on strong enough, like they're not going to be able to say no. Right. And it makes him doubt because he already had doubts about the relationship because Needy had broken it off. So he was wondering what was really up. So she just feeds right into his like doubts and fears right there too. But also tells him, wants him to say that she's better than Needy. Yeah. And I went, what, why? That was one of the things I highlighted in my notes. I was like, so she really is in this weird competition still, even though she's weird demon Jennifer now. I think they've always had a weird like friend, frenemy kind of situation that they've had together. Even Mm -hmm. though they love each other, they still also want to be better than each other in these weird ways. So, but Chip says he can't, he can't do it. It feels weird. He doesn't want to do it. And, but remember Needy and Jennifer connected. So when Jennifer kisses Chip, Needy all of a sudden feels it. And realizes what's going on and runs out to go find Chip because she realizes, hey, she does a check around that gym at the dance and is like, neither one of them are here. I got to go find my man. Mm -hmm. So she is out there running. And she also remembers that member that um, Jennifer needs guys to feel hopeless. So that's why she's been piling all this sadness into him because she wants to eat him because he's better and feels her fire if he's gotten less hope. So fucked up. Yeah. So we have the, the big pool house finale where they're going to have a battle. Um, it's an old pool house with all, all the vines. Grimy and gross. Grimy and gross. It's like an old disgusting pool that looks just like sadness. Uh, and Jennifer's <laughs> in full demon mode and we find out that uh, she can fly. Uh, uh, hover. Not really that not impressive. Not really fly. Yeah, yeah, not impressive, which Needy totally <laughs> knocks her down. This is great because she's totally like like ribbing into her in the most <laughs> fun little quippy ways. Uh, and Chip ends up impaling her with the stick of a pool net. The yeah. The of a pool net. Yep. Um, we have the famous got a tampon line, which is very awesome. <laughs> very, um, and Jennifer escapes, uh, but Chip uh, does not does not survive and he's as he's taking his dying breaths after this insane battle he says i should have believed you oh chip yeah chip your lady even though she seemed crazy she's telling you something you need to listen next time uh and then then we we circle back to the circle around the beginning where we have Mm -hmm. jennifer all disgusting picking herself while um needy comes in and comes in and they have through that window have their fight this is the big bad big boss finished and so they have like a real knockdown drag out 
girl fight on this bed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is fabulous as yeah. well. Um, and there's levitation happening and mm-hmm. some crazy shit that Jennifer can do now. Um, but she seems to kind of lose her power because she rips their... The BFF necklace that they had from childhood, which mm-hmm. I wonder, was that enchanted or something? Maybe. But she's broken the, the connection. Mm-hmm. And in that moment where she's caught off guard, stabs her in the heart with some box, cut- box cutters. Where she says... My tit. My tit. No, your heart. Oh, that's where you stabbed her. <laughs> oh. And then, of course, Jennifer's mom comes in and sees what's happened and then, ugh. That was very bad. But we see Jennifer go back to normal after she stabs her in that kind of like, you know, at the end of Lost Boys, it's like Kiefer Sutherland goes back to being beautiful once he's stabbed and the demon's out of them. Mm-hmm. And then um, then we get to see Needy. This is great. So she's in jail and like she's in solitary confinement, solitary confinement, which she she got pushed this like back from the beginning of the movie where she'd gotten thrown in there after being a kicker and kicking out that lady. Mm -hmm. And so she's absorbed some of the abilities from the demon because she had tussled with the demon and gotten bitten and gotten bitten by the demon specifically. So you see her levitate kind of like Birdman style. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and all of a sudden she busts out of jail. Yep. She finds mm-hmm. the Bowie knife. So now we know where the devil's kettle comes out. Yep. Mystery solved. I like that little MacGuffin is like wrapped up real nicely. Right. Um, and then and she, she gets hikes. By, by, and she gets picked up by Lance Hendrickson, which is just crazy cameo right at the end. It's wonderful. And tells him that she's following a rock band and tonight's going to be their last show. And he says, oh, they must be one hell of a group if you're going out to go find them. And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, And so that's kind of it, except over the credits, we get snapshots of the band and Needy uh, kills the fuck out of them, stabs them. It's like great because it's like uh, security footage from the hotel, Mm -hmm. basically, that they're at. So you see them trash the room. Yeah, and crime photographs and stuff. It's cool. It's pretty great. So Needy gets her revenge on low shoulder. Those guys thought they, but Satan, wouldn't Satan have protected them? They sacrificed so nah. much. Satan don't care. Satan's like, Satan's like every vampire. It's like Renfield. Like you think you're going to get like some awesome reward and you might get a reward. It ain't awesome. And it ain't going to last forever. And he's going to take what's his at the ultimate end. Yeah. Satan's never going to re- wonderfully reward you. Remember that folks. Right. Uh, so let's have some gore factor. One, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, a bathtub of blood. And five, run for the barf bag. We give Jennifer's body. I give it a five. We said five. I think it's just because the impaling, there's a lot of like guts and eating of guts and drinking out drinking of someone's out of pe- torso. People and, you know, people that are filleted basically um, and animals eating them. So mm-hmm. that's that'll do it, yeah. I think. Okay. I think that does it for me. Um, and um, then for movie ratings. Race, yeah, we have zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. Five, fantastical. And I uh, personally give this film a five. I freaking loved it. I was in from like beginning to end with like the weirdness of it. I loved all their performances. I, I can't, I don't have a complaint about anybody's acting. Cause sometimes I feel like we watch some of these, like mm-hmm. depending on the level of scary movie, sometimes the acting is, mm, you know, right. And I thought everyone did a really nice job and I really was pleasantly, I don't know, surprised. I liked it. Um, I gave this film a 3.5, a, right. um, scene where better and more. Um, because I feel like, you know, even though the script is fantastic and mm-hmm. I love the kind of Cracker Jack, Dale Cody style, I love that stuff, but there's something about, I, it doesn't quite hit and I can't tell why. I don't mm. know if it's the direction or if the diff- if it had been different actors or like what it is. There's something about it that's not quite there. I wonder Maybe if it's it's not mm. like quick enough, I feel like almost. Uh, yeah, the pace. 
Like, I feel like you, yeah, I'm not, I, so I don't know. I can't really pinpoint it, but I would mm-hmm. say that, you know, it's almost there, but not enough to be like a, a five, five for me. I'm just a comedy dork and I love anything that's funny. I think that's yeah. often going to skew my, my, my vision of things. And but, I loved how funny it was too. And that's the great thing about it is mm-hmm. that it's, it's a horror comedy. It's both. It's really both. There's so much goes real gory, but then also goes real funny. Yeah. So you get that kind of best of both worlds. I just, I think maybe also they had me with that freaking soundtrack and everything that was pumping through it and how meta it was about like a band. And will do anything to get famous. Yeah. And they literally will do anything, including virgin sacrifice or attempted virgin sacrifice. Uh, yeah. Well, now we know what happens when you, because uh, that is something that I've always wondered. Like, yeah. what happens if you sacrifice a non virgin? Now we know. Right? Thanks, Diablo. Thanks. Yeah. So next week, carrying yeah. ter- carrying on with the Terry Gamble Orama, what do you have stacked up for us? Next week, we've got a film from the 80s starring Eric Stoltz called Sister, Sister and Jennifer Jason Lee. Um, so, Sister, Sister by Bill Condon. Yes, from 1987. Yeah. It's from the notebook it is from the notebook so we looked through the notebook and i was like what looks cool and i was like sister sister different sister sister. and i was like no no eric stoltz and jennifer jason lee and she's like we're watching it and i was like great i was like hell to the yes some kind of wonderful still like in my top for like oh he's so good in that (sighs) okay we will see you next week next week (laughs) we're sister sister (laughs) i'm already excited (laughs) (laughs) eric stoltz everyone should be excited about eric stoltz totally 